Hey guys, and welcome to Feeling Feline, a podcast about what it's like being in your 20s in the 20s. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's kind of sensitive for me, the struggle and power of emotional abuse and manipulation and how you can move forward with life and have a positive outlook on life through self-love and self-motivation. So let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feeling Feline. So I've been watching a show called Queen's Gambit. I actually finished it. It's really, really good. It's on Netflix and it's a really interesting show. It's got a lot of details behind chess playing and follows this kind of child prodigy and how she makes her way up. I think it's really cool because it's something that not many people really are interested in right now. So I think that it would teach the watchers a little thing or two. And I also got a new tattoo. It's this cute little rose on like the side of my wrist. And I got one with one of my best friends, shout out Noelle. And that'll make it tattoo number four. So I have a little bit of a tattoo obsession. And it's funny because when I got my first tattoo, I told myself this is the only one I'm getting. And it was a really small rib tattoo, but then ended up getting the flower of the Philippines on my right thigh and then a self-love tattoo on my left thigh. And ever since then, it's just been an ongoing addiction. I mean, I really love tattoos because sometimes it's like a pain that you need, if that makes sense. It's almost therapeutic to be under the needle. I mean, That's honestly why sometimes I feel like I'm going to be covered from head to toe one day. I mean, I don't think I will be. My parents will definitely kill me if that happened. But personally, I just like how I am now. I'm looking into some type of moon phase tattoo or lotus tattoo to kind of combine the two. I'm also looking for tattoo parlors that are near New Jersey or around the Princeton area. If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to message me because I'm looking for a tattoo artist who can kind of make things 3D because I do want the faces of the moon, but they have to be in some sort of 3D design, not just the normal faces of the moon that you see on anything in Urban Outfitters, but yeah. So in the previous episode, I was talking with my sister about her experience with COVID, and I think it's crazy because... Again, everything is starting to shut down again. All of the things that were starting to open up indoors, like restaurants and just general stores, they're starting to put restrictions again. And we're starting to look at more lockdowns where they're only allowing 10 people at a time indoors in New Jersey. And New York, I think they closed up schools for a little while, which is kind of scary because I mean, New Jersey and New York were pretty good with their restrictions and kind of controlling the coronavirus. But now that it's getting worse here, it's kind of scary because we don't know how long this second wave is going to last. And again, everyone's going to be affected by the lockdowns. Restaurants will be closing and small businesses. It's just going to be another financial issue for a lot of people for a few months. And I think even the other states that were kind of a little more lenient on the safety protocols, like wearing a mask or keeping our distance or closing down bars and restaurants at a certain time, 
They're starting to realize that it was a huge mistake, and lo and behold, of course, they were wrong, which sucks now because in states that were more lenient, there's a lot of deaths going on right now, and it's really causing an impact in central U.S. especially. And I do feel bad because I still know a lot of people who are in the restaurant business or in small businesses, and I worry for them because how long is this going to last? I truly hope that there's two vaccines, I believe, that are coming out. One is 90% effective and the other one is 95%. I think Pfizer is the one that made the more effective vaccine, but it's still in question, right? Because we don't know how it really will react in terms of different kinds of people. Yes, that small population showed 95% efficiency, but random things can happen with vaccines, especially how we react, especially because it's a new different disease. So who knows? I mean, this might last almost an entire year. We've been here since March and March is literally, what, four months away. It's basically been about a year and it's so scary to think that we're going backwards, but the small difference now is that we have a possible vaccination ready in place for everyone to use and hopefully it's something that'll really lower the intensity of coronavirus in this country because It's so sad that the U.S. still is seeing increasing cases. It's crazy because I know damn well that other countries are doing well in terms of controlling coronavirus. So uh, what is the issue, honestly? I truly don't understand how people are rebelling against safety protocols and traveling. And it's so frustrating because how ignorant can some people be? There is literally a pandemic happening and people are basically getting tired of a pandemic happening. If you wanted to stop, then do something by, I don't know, following the safety protocols. But let's see how Biden handles it as the new year approaches and as we go through winter time, because winter time is the hardest, especially in the East Coast and in states where people have to stay inside because it gets colder out. But on the plus side, Things I see that are positive from potential lockdown slash quarantine is that we can focus on saving money and hopefully my investing episode has been helpful for you guys and I'm definitely going to talk more about investing and saving money as the weeks go by. So why not take a listen into these episodes and really plan out what you're going to do with your money, you know? And of course, I have my cute little puppy Leo to keep me distracted He's been teething quite a lot these past few weeks. He's lost his molars and I think his front teeth. And I think he has his fangs left and kind of some of his molars in the back of his mouth left. But it's been really hectic in this apartment because he's been trying to bite anything and everything possible. But I'm looking forward to when all of his teeth are pretty much grown in and he's no longer teething because hopefully his biting patterns will be completely different. And another little update I'm so excited to share with you guys. I'm going to be finishing my master's degree in 
basically two weeks and I'm so excited to be done with school because when I graduated with my bachelor's, I went straight into getting my master's just because, well, the biggest reason was that I didn't want to wait to get my master's degree and I didn't want to have to be stuck with bills and a lot of other responsibilities on top of school, especially if I were to have kids right now. It would suck to be in school while also taking care of infants, so I just wanted to prepare for that ahead of time. And I'm so excited and grateful that I did because two years later, I'm almost done with my degree, so I'm so excited. It feels so good to accomplish what I've wanted educational-wise, and now I just kind of have to figure out my future path. Right now, I'm kind of working with data analytics and kind of putting together data in my company and visualizing it and presenting it to the upper management to help them kind of decide what the current situation is with the business and how business is going and weaknesses can be pointed out and then actions can be determined based on these results. And to think that this was going to be my career after doing my bachelor's in biomedical engineering, honestly, I would have never thought, but I'm so grateful to get this far. And I hope that motivates you guys too to realize that sometimes what you're learning right now or where you are right now doesn't mean you're stuck and it doesn't mean you're going to have to be that way forever It's something that I've had to accept for a while that my current situation doesn't mean my future situation. And when you manifest things and continue to think that your life will get better and you are in charge of it and you will succeed and reach your goals, the better your outlook will be and your attitude and eventually you will reach these goals and it's something that has kept me sane almost my entire life. Ever since college when I finally had a realization that I am in charge of my life and nobody else is, it's been good for me. And it wasn't always like that for me. I grew up, especially after high school, kind of the beginning of college, feeling like my voice wasn't heard and a lot of that had to do with the emotional issues I had with previous friendships and relationships that were bringing me down and making me feel like I wasn't important. It's taken me a lot to kind of figure out if I wanted to even talk about this in the first place because it still is a sensitive topic for me to open up about the fact that I was at a really low point at the beginning of college. And honestly, you don't even know it's a low point until you look back at it and realize that it really was a tough time for you because, again, you don't know it's a low until you get high. I don't know if that's a song lyric. I'm pretty sure it is, but... Yeah, it was definitely a hard experience for me. No one really identifies something as mental manipulation or emotional abuse until you really look back at it and see the signs. And sometimes it's hard to kind of realize that that's what it was because you were so blinded by this fake happiness that you thought you had in your friendship or relationship. And that's kind of the tricky thing when it comes to 
mental abuse or mental manipulation versus a type of physical abuse because obviously you can see the scars, you can see the bruises, you can see someone getting physically hurt, but it's very easy for someone to put up a front and not really show how they're feeling to other people because they're either embarrassed or unable to come to the terms that the person that they love most really has been negatively affecting their lives. So to kind of determine if mental abuse is there or manipulation, it really starts small. It kind of starts as someone who is controlling and not happy with specific decisions in your life that essentially affect how you make your decisions at the end of the day. So sometimes when these things happen, they start calling you some types of names or undermining your self-esteem or honestly just making you feel a certain way about yourself. That isn't true. And the biggest sign of these type of negative relationships is gaslighting. It's the worst thing that someone can handle sometimes. And it's funny because a lot of people I knew were kind of indirectly hinting at the fact that a certain friendship or relationship wasn't going the right way. And sometimes it's hard to really listen to your friends because you yourself are in denial. And that's one of the first issues when it comes to these types of relationships. And personally, I think that social media has definitely had a major effect on people's insecurities. And I think the insecurities have made emotional abuse and emotional distress more frequent in our generation. But again, that's why emotional abuse is kind of hard to pinpoint because it does start slow and then it creeps slowly and next thing you know, you're stuck in it. And a lot of reasons why people get stuck in it is because they have these kind of visions of how their significant other or their friend or their family member was at one point where they weren't so emotionally abusive or manipulative and kind of sticks with you and it makes someone really go into a deep denial that they are this other type of person that is negatively affecting how you are living, how you are seeing yourself, and how you are making decisions every day. And trust me, it is not normal for somebody to ignore you or get mad at you if things aren't going the way that they want to because end of the day, you yourself are doing what makes you happy. And a lot of what I had to kind of accept is that my continual wish to keep other people happy shouldn't be a priority over what is making myself happy. And here's what it is. I'm going to tell it like it is. If something doesn't feel right, it's not right. In the back of your head, you know that it's wrong. And I also felt that way too with some friendships and relationships. You honestly have to accept the fact that you can't change this person and it's something that they have to work on themselves because it truly is an issue within themselves that they have to figure out and you are in no part mandatory to be a part of it or to try and help and fix it. And when I was going through a tough time and a really dark time in my life, no one really knew about the severity or the complete story behind 
my struggles. And it was hard because it's uneasy. It's hard to talk about the fact that someone you may love was completely shadowing over you. And this is so hard for me to talk about because it's just something that I haven't really talked about in general. I don't really like to touch upon the subject, but I thought that it was important because it is a major thing going on everywhere. And sometimes people don't even realize. It took me a long time to realize as well. And another thing that is kind of a red flag is especially when you don't feel good about yourself and especially when you're always trying to please the other person and make the other person happy. It's not right for somebody to raise their voice at you or shut communication from you because you're doing something that they don't like. That's also another red flag right there. And another big kind of red flag that took me a while to kind of notice that exists in people who have tendencies of emotional frustration and abuse and manipulation is the fact that they are extremely, extremely jealous. They accuse you of flirting, cheating, not wanting to hang out with them, not wanting to be their friend, and completely making up scenarios that you're ignoring them or you're not putting them first. And all these things just build up on your shoulders. And it's so hard to continue moving forward every day when people important to you are on your shoulders and making you feel like you're not enough. And it really got to the point where honestly, all I was doing was hanging out with these people and trying to force myself to be happy. And it wasn't fun at all. It even got to the point where going out and hanging out with my own group of friends or different people or just doing something out of the ordinary became an issue. And it really was tough for me to have a kind of normal social life it's just crazy because you're used to being around the same people in high school and college really exposes you to a lot of different people, which can be a pro and a con. A pro because, you know, you're going to be exposed to all different types of mindsets, different opinions, and it'll kind of lower your barriers and kind of understand that some people feel different ways and have different opinions and are different personalities. But it's also a con because you're kind of starting new friendships and meeting new people and to see people's kind of true patterns or true feelings or true behaviors, it takes time. They don't come out that fast, like right away in a snap of a finger, like the genie would when he would come out of his lamp. It takes time. So it's kind of a waiting game to see if people really are good for you and it's just something that happens in life. And again, the crazy part about it is that it's usually somebody super close to you because they know you best and they know what will hurt your feelings and what will upset you. And that's something that kind of creeps me out because it really is the ones that are closest to you that kind of manipulate you in that way. And it's especially hard for me personally because I'm the oldest child and in my family, I have a lot of expectations when it comes to how I behave and how I act and being a role model for my siblings. And 
having the right friends to show my siblings and having the right grades and the right school activities and doing everything right to set the example for my siblings. But ironically, it's something that one has to kind of realize on their own that this person is negatively affecting how they live because everybody, a stranger, another family member, someone you love, anybody could tell you that this relationship is bad for you. But if you inside in your head don't see that this person is bad for your life and for your outlook in life and general just life behavior, it's not going to change and you're not going to leave the relationship or the friendship until you yourself realize that it really is weighing down on you. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of what happened to me for a lot of my friendships and relationships a little while ago. I just randomly out of the blue just realized that this isn't how it should be with friends or with relationships. It shouldn't be this way. And out of nowhere, it just clicked to me that I was not being equal in some of my relationships. And it's kind of like a self-realization and really surprising because I kind of forgot about myself in the process and even purposely not making plans or even not trying something new. That's just something so ridiculous to me that I think about why I did that. And it's crazy because that could have been so many more opportunities for me to meet people and just make good memories at college in the first few years. And something I just recently was kind of more understanding about is codependence. And that's when everything you do starts to be in reaction of how someone else's reactions or behavior is to that action that you're considering. It's almost like they need you just as much to boost their own self-esteem in addition to lowering yours. It's a super vicious cycle of behavior that is honestly really hard to get out of because I myself have experienced this. And just frequently having to seek out someone's approval, having to sacrifice things, having to sacrifice spending time with other people versus the friends or relationships that are weighing you down and feeling guilty when you try to stand up for yourself. It really was a dark time for me. And also a lot of it that was kind of battling my head was that would I want to give up something that's chaotic, a friendship, a relationship, this much of a mess and trade it for having one less friend, one less person special to me. It was really hard because I'm not good at letting go of friendships or relationships. It's something that's very difficult for me even to this day. And I think that sometimes you have to give up relationships and friendships in order to be your best self. And another thing is that if someone's drunk and telling you how they feel and it's something negative towards you, there's always a little percentage of honesty when somebody is drunk that actually is more out there than the sober mind. When these things are being said under the influence, it's important to recognize that there is going to be some truth behind these words and it's not something to just push away or slide away and put under the rug because 
If you continue to think that you deserve this treatment, whether under the influence or not, guys, you don't deserve it. Just know that. And if it takes me, someone on a podcast who doesn't know too much about your relationship or friendship, that something is bad for you, so be it. It's not worth it to have someone bring you down, whether it's through alcohol or through sober thoughts. And it's a lot of self-love included in figuring out that something isn't right for you. It's something that sometimes or more oftentimes it's a relationship that has been in your life for so long and for so many years and something that you really don't want to let go of. But end of the day, it's better off to cut it off and really determine that something doesn't belong in your life. And also, that's another thing. It really feels like sometimes, especially when it's some relationship or friendship that you've had for a really long time, you feel like you've put in all this effort, all of this attention, all of this time, and really focus on that person and for it to end like this and for it to be at this state where you don't feel as important. It's hard to think that you're going to ever find a relationship or a friendship like that again. And the truth is, you guys, you will find something and even something that's better than what you've previously had. And at oftentimes, you'll find out that a relationship or friendship is not supposed to be somebody telling you what makes them happy and what they like and what you should or shouldn't do or what you should look like and who you should talk to and what activities you should be doing. It's someone that appreciates everything you do and supports all your decisions and honestly, when you realize that you deserve more and you deserve better than who's around you, the better people will come up and turn around and be right there for you. When I dropped a lot of negative relationships in my life, I thought that I was going to lose a lot of people. And yes, I did. I lost a lot of people in my life that I thought were going to be there forever. And the truth of the matter is, it was hard. It was hard to really realize that I was going to lose these people, but you blink a few times and you see that there are still so many people around you supporting you and the real people will be there no matter what. And even when I did realize these relationships were negatively affecting my life, I found connections again with some friendships and some relationships that I had let go or I had put away on the corner because of my constant need to please and make someone else happy. So moving forward, my self-love tattoo, why did I get it? Well, a lot of what the past five or six years have taught me is that myself is the most important right now and forever for the remainder of my lifetime and for the remainder of everyone's lifetime. You have to Put yourself first and listen to how your body is saying things to you and listen to how your mind is seeing things and really work on making yourself the best person because when you focus on yourself, the rest follow. And to let someone go, it's really hard. I mean, I thought about it for days and days when I had to 
let go of a friendship or a relationship and you really have to think about it for a long while, but allow yourself to have that time. But during that time, you should give yourself kind of a distance from the negative people around you and kind of disengage and don't react to the mental abuse or the manipulation that comes at you and really stick to it. That's what a lot of it is, is that it's this cycle that's hard to get out of that you constantly want to feed into somebody's happiness and make sure that the person important to you is happy. But it's kind of something that you have to slowly let go. It's not something that's easy to cut off right away in the snap of your finger. Like I said, you have to kind of make it an executive decision for yourself that you're going to exit this relationship and that's it. No turning back, no cutting corners. You're going to cut this out of your life and it's for the better. And that being said, it's not something that you kind of have to go through alone. There are the people around you that surprisingly, maybe they knew it before you did, but they will have your back through this process and will get you through cutting off some type of negative relationship in your life because at the end of the day, the true friends, like I said, they're the ones who want you to be happy for yourself and to have a better and happier life. And this circle is the group of people that truly love you and will help you realize that true love doesn't undermine. True love doesn't prevent you from your life goals. True love doesn't prevent you from meeting new people or trying new clubs or dressing a certain way or acting a certain way or looking a certain way. True love is unconditional and patient and respectful above all of it. And the sooner you are kind of aware of what's wrong and what's right in a relationship, the sooner you can see that there are people in your life still to this day that you kind of need to deal with and face with the fact that they are having a negative outlook on your life and how you live your life. And my absolute self-love quote is by E.E. Cummings, and it says, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. I think this quote is so important for us in our 20s because, again, the 20s is such an important decade and something that we really need to focus on ourselves in to really build our life, our future, and how essentially the rest of our life is. The things that I have truly learned about the definition of love and what I thought love was versus what I see love as today is love is not something that should take you away from your passions. Love is not something that keeps you wondering, keeps you insecure. It keeps you questioning yourself. It shouldn't be jealous. It shouldn't be boastful. It's not a love that makes you feel any type of way towards yourself and it doesn't make you hate yourself and it doesn't make you sad. True love is not the kind of love that keeps you up at night and makes you question your decisions and question yourself if you're ever going to be good enough for that person special to you or your friend that is special to you. 
It's not a timeline. It's not something that ends at a certain time. It's not something that dies out if you decide to go one way versus what the other person wants. And love is selfless. It's letting go. It's being passionate. It's allowing rather than seeking. It's healing. It's healthy. It's genuine. It's natural. If what you have in terms of a friendship or a relationship does not sound like that, and it's something that is weighing you down and is making it hard for you to be yourself or allowing other people to be first instead of yourself, it's something to really think about, especially in this decade, especially in this specific moment in our life. It's something to seriously think about because love is putting you and your passions at the forefront and not anyone else's wishes or wants or expectations. And for me, who is only 24, to talk about what I have gone through emotionally, it has been quite a lot that I've been through. But if it's one thing that I've fully learned in this whole process so far, It's that the attention towards yourself is the most important, more than any attention you should be giving to anything else, because end of the day, your best self is what will get you a successful life and a happy life. And on top of that, there is so much more than this negative relationship or friendship that is weighing you down. There's so much more out there and so much more waiting for you to experience, especially at this age. And nobody should be stopping you from wanting to experiment and see the world and experience the world. Because before everything really gets settled down, before you get married, before you have kids, before you have a house and things to pay for, it's something that really you have a short chance to reach out and take the opportunity. And letting go of the negative friendships and relationships in my life really changed my perspective on the world. And it made me realize so much that I didn't pay attention to myself and I wasn't seeing the world as something beautiful, actually, because it really is something so beautiful. And when you're focused less on making someone else happy and being weighed down by someone else, it improved me physically, psychologically, and emotionally. Just everything looked so much more beautiful and something more positive and worth experiencing and living and seeing. Nobody should make you feel any less than the amazing, beautiful person that you have become today and still are and will be. And letting go of these negative relationships really opened the door to you trying new things and doing things out of your comfort zone and being mindful of what you think, feel, and want and allows you to have the space in your head and your just the mental space to really think about what you want in life and what you want to accomplish on your time on this earth and it's deep and I know it's 
kind of dark when you think about it, that cliche that life is short, but it really is. And why do you want to waste so much time on somebody who is not appreciating and loving you for who you are? That's what I kind of had to think about and force myself to realize. Why am I wasting time on people who are only looking for something out of themselves in this relationship rather than being equal on top of reconnecting with so many people and maintaining really amazing friendships and relationships after my really dark time, kind of the end of high school and halfway into college. It was something that I had to do, which is strange to say, but I had to forgive myself because it's it's as if I was mad at myself for letting long relationships and friendships that were negative go for as long as it did without really realizing that it was bad for myself. But I had to forgive myself because just like not everybody's perfect, neither was myself. And when you finally let go of your past and your mistakes and things you should have realized and time that was wasted, it's a lot easier to continue looking forward because obviously the past can't be changed anymore, but you can keep looking forward and realize that life is just a whole learning experience. I mean, how would you know that meeting someone and falling in love with them or becoming best friends with them was eventually going to lead to a really dark time in your life or something that was affecting you negatively? You wouldn't have realized that or seen it coming. It's all a life lesson. And now that you've experienced it, at least if something were to come around again, that kind of follows the same pattern as your previous relationship or friendship that was not good for you, you know the signs and you can kind of stop yourself from letting things go as far as it did last time. And trust me, so many people are like, how are you so positive every day? Like, how do you even tell yourself to stay positive every day? And I'm telling you, I've been through so much of people trying to break down my walls and trying to really undermine me that I have reached my point of basically it needed to stop and I finally found a voice and spoke up for myself and everything that was important to me and I really found a happiness in that and a reason every day to put my best foot forward and anything negative that comes in my way, I try my best to stay neutral with it or handle it and fix it or remove it from my space because life is just way too much right now to handle anything extra negative that isn't already happening in the world with all these protests and violence and climate change and coronavirus. There's so much going on already that deserves more attention than petty arguments and people bringing me down. So that is why I am still to this day super smiley, super positive, trying my best every day to just see the good in everything and continue to be blessed for everything that's in my life right now. So that's how I've done it. That's how I've 
basically moved from the signs of emotional abuse, dealt with it, and horrible friendships and horrible relationships, and just moving forward with loving myself. And lo and behold, the rest followed. I found my happiness right now. I have a really great support system, a really great boyfriend who's super supportive of everything of me. And just overall, my circle is everything I've wanted and more. They've been so supportive and so loving. And I finally know what true love is and true support and unconditional love. So take it from me that you can escape a really repetitive and negative cycle of the relationship or friendship that you have. And it's doable and you can do it. You're strong enough to kind of escape that and you deserve so much more and all the happiness in the world. And you will make mistakes and you will sometimes meet new people that are still a negative addition to your life. But that's life and it's so full of lessons. But end of the day, you are important and you should put yourself first and love yourself first because you deserve to live the life that you want and have dreamt of and more. And you don't need anybody else's approval or opinion besides yourself. And if you approve of yourself and you love yourself, then there's no going wrong from there. You'll find your happy place and you'll be able to feel at ease and calm and happy and have a high on life. And you'll be able to appreciate every little thing that comes your way and take it as something that will benefit you in the end. So for those that stayed, thank you. And for those who have loved me even during my rough times, I really, really thank you because without your love and your support, I wouldn't be here today in my happy place. And yeah, it feels really good to get all this off my shoulders. It's something I've definitely thought about talking about for a really long time on this podcast. And I'm just happy I got to kind of weigh it off my shoulders and share my experience. And hopefully if anyone's experiencing the same thing, they can be motivated to figure out that this change will be positive on you instead of letting someone go and not having that special person anymore. It's important that you realize that your self-love and self-happiness is most important over everything. So that's it. And that's the end of this episode. I hope you guys liked it. And really, I want to thank you guys and just be super thankful for allowing me to have the space and talk about something that was really a hard time for me. So I really appreciate it. And I hope that everyone listening is on their way to finding self-love and self-happiness. The only takeaway I can say from this episode is put yourself first and the rest will follow. And I guess another takeaway is sometimes letting go is the better option and is the happier option. So yeah, I hope that this episode was something meaningful for you guys. And if you have any questions or concerns or topics you'd like me to talk about, you can DM me on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. My Twitter is at feelinfeline, P-H-I-L-L-I-N-E. And my Instagram and TikTok is at feelinfeline podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye.